Hey you guys, here we are on the movie retrospective once again, talking about um, a stone cold classic today. I think it was probably, I think it was maybe Zach in one of the chats that like um, asked us to do this one. So, you know, we, we've been trying to do like a lot of sort of classic films and stuff like that. And I'm really glad that we got around to doing this one. This is Roman Polanski's Chinatown from 1974. Yeah, starring Jack Nicholson. Yes. And, now, and, and what's her name? Uh, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway, yeah. Two classics. But Jack carries this, man. This is a good Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah. I mean, Well, the thing about it was that the guy that wrote the screenplay, which we'll get into in a minute, uh, Robert Town, who's actually considered one of the greatest screenwriters ever, um, he, him and Jack Nicholson were actually, had been roommates at some point. Because Jack Nicholson had been in some movies prior to this, but he wasn't like a megastar. And so Robert Town wrote this movie like specifically with Jack Nicholson in mind. And man, what a great fucking uh, private detective he makes. Yeah, I don't think we should spoil anything about the movie. We'll just talk about the quality of the movie. Because there's some, at the end, there's some reveals and shit. I don't think, I think we got to respect those. Yeah, I mean. a lot of people haven't seen this movie. That's the thing. It's, it's, it, at this point, it's like I feel like Chinatown is such a classic that a lot of people maybe know the stuff, but you never know because, you know, it was a long time ago. I and maybe forgot all about this movie. Maybe people, huh? I forgot all about this movie, you know, and I was around when it came out. You know, I'd never seen it. Yeah. That was good. I had seen it once, but a very, very long time ago, like probably when I was a teenager. And. I didn't really... I remembered, like, a couple of the plot tropes about it and, like, a couple of the reels and stuff, but I didn't, like, remember how it ended. And the ending specifically... Interestingly, even though... So this movie was actually nominated for 11 Oscars. Damn. You know, the year that it came out. But weirdly, the only one that it won was Best Original Screenplay by, like I said, Robert Town. Robert Town, I believe... Um, he worked on a lot of movies, but he wasn't credited. So I guess he's almost kind of like, they, they call him like a script doctor. I think he worked on Godfather, Godfather 2, like a bunch of like classic movies. And this is considered, as far as I'm aware, the screenplay for Chinatown is considered uh, one of the best, if not the best screenplays ever written. Yeah. And I kind of feel like if you just watch the movie one time, I don't know if you pick up on like what's good about it i definitely think this is a movie that you have to like watch more than once it's a chilled out flick okay it's it well that might make it make it seem like it's boring it's not boring it's a detective movie kind of like sam spade type movies it's a period piece in the 20s it's 30s it's actually 30s. it's actually okay. 1937 okay it's, it's okay so late 30s i was thinking more yeah it couldn't have been 20 although the cars yeah yeah 30s and um so it's a period piece, and they cover that period. It looks it looks authentic, you know, because there's outside shots and everything going down the street and a bunch of interiors. It's 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 it looks like you're back in time. Um, the Jack Nicholson that's doing this is the Jack Nicholson from around you know around probably before after The Shining around that time. Was it yeah, before? this is way before. Way before. Okay, because because this was '74 and okay. The Shining was 1980. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's young. And he's he's in his prime, you know, uh, physically, and he just pulls off a really good Sam Spade kind of de hard-boiled detective, you know, old-school stuff. It's like a noir flick. Um, it's got kind of like, uh, if you like The Untouchables, you'd like it. Uh, it. It's that level of quality, the way it's shot, and the storytelling. 
it's kind of a little bit like Blade Runner, like Harrison Ford and Blade Runner. It's got that, you know, because that was supposed to be a noir too, like detective flick. It's got that in it. And if you liked The Shining, you'd like this. It's, it's Jack Nicholson, all right? It's not Jack Torrance. He's a lot smoother than that, but you see a lot of the, the you see a lot of Kubrickian kind of quality in this with, uh, with 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 Nicholson. Jack's taking this fucking role real seriously, man. He's, he's he's real good in it. You know, he's not he's not chewing up the scene scenery like he did in Mars Attacks or anything. He's just just he does a great job in the movie. You you're able to see exactly what Jack Nicholson's acting skills were when he was in his prime he's good and it's a good story uh he's just he was an ex-cop when he ex-police detective or did he just yeah. know him no okay. he had worked in because remember yeah. that was kind of the whole like That's the right. reason that it's called chinatown it's yeah. not said in chinatown or anything like that chinatown is actually just kind of like a metaphor for, for corruption yeah or for like yeah like for corruption that's like yeah. so large that you can't do anything about it yeah. because his character used to be a police detective and his beat was chinatown yeah and the whole thing about that was there was so much crime going on that basically the the police force just told him hey just like keep your head down and don't get involved in it because it's just like it's too much and you don't like understand it and all this other kind of stuff which has parallels to how the story of the movie plays out. You know what yeah. I mean? Even though you don't really see, like the last scenes of it do take place in actual Chinatown, but yeah. Chinatown is actually more like a state of mind. Yeah. Like the futility of fighting back against yeah. all of these like larger evils. Yeah, now know? that you put it that way, it also is a lot of parallels with this movie and Bullet. Bullet was like that too. Yeah, this has it's, very much, it's yeah. a noir, but I yeah. want to get into like how it differs a little bit from the classic noir narrative. But it also has, like, a very large strain of, like, 70s conspiracy thriller, like the Parallax yeah. View or, like, All the President's Men or something like that. There were a lot of movies like this that came out around this time period. It just so happens that this one is, like, a noir film. But it yeah. has, like, a conspiracy thriller type sensibility to it. One of the things I like about it is that you, you, is that when he's doing the investigation, you kind of don't know what he's thinking. It takes time sometimes for, you to realize, for him to kind of come out. Before you can figure out what it is he's taking, what he's what what he what he's suspicious of, you just gotta see it. You know, it's, it's I guess it. I don't know. Can you just can you describe that better than me? Like it, you can tell he's 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 working on something, and he's thinking something's going on. But I always was under the impression that he's not telling you the audience everything that he's thinking. Yeah. When it comes to what he's suspecting is happening, I mean he will. But it like comes late sometimes. It's like he was he he'd been suspected that before. Right. Yeah. And you were supposed to suspect it along with him, but so he's a little bit. He's usually like a step or two ahead of me. You know, I'd have to see it again. Well, the thing about it too is that the reason why you know I'm not well, I won't give away the ending or anything like that, but I will say that this is actually like a tragic story yeah. in the way that it's unlike. A lot of noir films, um, even though they were very dark and stuff like that, they had kind of a similar setup where it was like de a detective and, you know, who was all cynical and everything, but who, you know, kind of maybe had his heart melted a little bit or had like, um, or, you know, the good guy kind of won out in the end. Yeah, justice this, is served, basically. This movie um, is does not have that. Right. And so it's almost like a subversion yeah. of a lot of the classic noir tropes, like especially like Faye Dunaway's character, who is presented very much as a femme fatale and 
you know, the character of uh, Jake Giddis, who is, you know, Jack Nicholson's character, he even approaches her that way and reacts to her that way but then you find out that that's not exactly like what her deal is so this is very much like a noir but it's also like subverted like, like a subversion of yeah. the noir genre it doesn't like end up because right. the thing about it too is that jack nicholson's character at the beginning like i said because he's fresh off chinatown because he's very much you know, just let sleeping dogs lie. He even says that to a, you know, to a woman that comes to him for help. Like, because he, that's what he does. Like, his detective agency. They're yeah. just like, it's mostly, like, affairs and stuff. Yeah. And he's basically like, you sure you want to know? Like, you yeah, know, you don't like, want to know. Just leave he's it. He's coming back home. Don't just worry leave about it alone it. and shit like that. So he get kind of learned that while he was in Chinatown. It's like, oh, this is too big for you. And he just got, like, really cynical and, like, just kept his head down. But... He sort of, because he gets set up in this whole particular thing, then he kind of gets interested in what's going on, who's behind all of this. And as it goes on, the story gets bigger and bigger, and he seems to think that he's going to be the hero uh, of this. He's going to solve this problem. But him doing that actually ends up blowing up in his face yeah. and like getting other people hurt. Yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why this movie kind of reminded me a little bit of Bullet. Yeah. In Bullet, the detective, you know, uh, the detective in that one, uh, he kind of solves the case, but there's limits to what he can do. The corruption is so bad, you're not. He's not even sure if he won. You know, yeah, it's a, similar. Like I said, that like was that. a very, very common thing in the right. '70s. So this is almost kind of like taking, uh, you know, the the characteristics of a noir from back in the old days, like the Maltese Falcon or something like that. Which, by the way, John Huston, who plays like the big bad in this, uh, you know, Noah Cross is the name of the character. He that's actually Houston. That's the guy that directed the Maltese Falcon. So he's in this because of that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's very known as like a noir director. Yeah. So, you know, Roman Polanski, who directed this movie, is, like, making a callback to classic uh, yeah. noir kind of stuff from and, that era. And if you haven't seen Steve McQueen's Bullet, see it. That's yeah. That's another one that's kind of like this. It's a, equal quality. They're both... See them both. See them both. They're both good. Detective flicks. Yeah, That's they're it. very similar. Yeah. Like I said, Different Bullet, eras. Bullet is set in the 70s, 70s but yeah. this has very much a 70s sensibility, even yeah. though it's clearly like set in 30s. the 1930s. Yeah, yeah, okay. And this is actually like largely based on... It's not exactly based on real stuff, but it's based on... A lot of the things in here um, are based on real things that happen. Like it's set in L.A., and it's basically... You know, the, the plot that he uncovers has to do with, you know, the L.A. Water Wars, right? Where you had, like, kind of all of these oligarchs and they were controlling access to water necessarily, you know, um, kind of cutting off water to some areas and, like, diverting it to yeah. other areas and, like... I you think know, it was actually going on. It was. Well, yeah, yeah they know that. Um, farmers and crops are involved in people's investments and you're trying to fucking stamp out your, your oligarchs trying to stamp out their competition. They were dirty. Yeah, and so that's very much what's going on in this, where it's just kind of like they're denying water to a particular area where, like, farmers and stuff like to dry all the land up. And then, like, if all that land gets fucked up, then they can buy it for really cheap. Go in there and and then go back in there and, you know, let loose the water and, like, get it back. And then it'll be, like, super, super valuable. So that's kind of like this big conspiracy that that he uncovers and it's weird because it starts out like really small it kind of starts out as this woman comes to him and says that she is the wife of um 
Mulray, who is like the head of the water and power. And she's like, um, oh, I think that he's cheating on me. So I want you to like spy on him. And he's like, are you sure you want to know? And everything like that. And she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like money's no object. So he starts, um, you know, following the dude around and it looks like he's having an affair. And so he goes around like taking pictures and he has kind of his, uh, you know, his confederates like going around taking pictures and then like um, without him having anything to do with it, but then it gets splashed all over the media, which ruins the guy's reputation. And then the guy ends up dead. And then you have a thing where this other woman shows up who's Faye Dunaway and said, no, actually, I'm the wife of that guy. I don't know who the fuck that woman was that came here before. At which point, like Jake, you know, Jack Nicholson's character realizes that he's been set up by somebody for some reason. Uh, you know, who sent that fake woman in wife. here like why was i yeah. sent to go watch that dude and like make it look like so he's kind of being played and that makes him mad and he wants to figure out what the fuck is going on so then like as i said as it goes on he kind of like uncovers this much larger conspiracy that's going on in la about like water rights and what all of these kind of like rich people are doing and manipulating the water and buying up land and all this other kind of shit and, you know, in the course of him figuring that out, there's also, like, another sort of personal mystery having to do with Faye Dunaway's character. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? The the widow of the guy that ends up killed later on. So, and and like I said, him... It's a it's an interesting character piece because him being, like, so cynical and, like, not really wanting to get involved at the beginning, but through meeting her and, like, through getting um kind of sucked into this big mystery he almost kind of gets his like i said he almost kind of like wants to become a hero he wants to fix it you know he starts to kind of like i guess like fall in love with her and he wants to you know fix her problems and things like that but in the course of doing that it kind of ends up um like i said kind of shooting. It goes sideways it, it goes very very sideways so he's yeah. actually inadvertently He's a cause of the, a lot of the things that he didn't actually want to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which actually, there's a line toward the beginning where he's talking to Faye Dunaway's character and saying about, you know, his old days when he was a cop in Chinatown. And they said, oh, yeah, they told us to just go there and just do as little as possible. And so that's like what he'd been doing. And he actually quit the force because of something that happened like he's like well i was trying to prevent this woman from getting hurt and it ended up like what i was doing to prevent her from getting hurt ended up her getting hurt you know what i mean so they kind of like foreshadow everything which like i said everything in this screenplay is there's not um it's in in the manner of like a lot of 70s like style conspiracy thrillers it is kind of like slow paced it's quite long it's probably like two hours and 15 minutes or something like that but it never feels it never feels like it's dragging though because there's always like all of these kind of mysteries going on and you're always and you're always in Jack Nicholson's shoes he's in every single scene everything yeah. is from his subjective point of view and the way that Roman Polanski shot it even like shows you that like there's a lot of shots like from over his shoulder like looking at so you can see like what he sees and things like that so you're very much seeing everything through his perspective. Um, and as I said, it's almost kind of like he's being manipulated by forces outside of his control and things end up going really, really badly just because he 
popped his head up and tried to make a difference. So like I said, this is almost like, it's a very, very cynical movie. I believe though that the original screenplay, which was written by Robert Town, um, it had a slightly different ending, but Roman Polanski insisted on the ending that it had, which if you've seen it is, um, I'm just gonna say it's not a happy ending. That's, that's all I'm gonna say about it. Um, but yeah, and actually after it was made and everything, cause I think Robert Town was kind of like, didn't love it at the beginning, but then after he saw the finished movie, he's like, okay, yeah, well, that's the way that it should have ended. You know, even though it's, it's kind of a bummer. It's a good flick. It is. It's very, it's a very good movie. It's a, it's one of those movies where particularly if you're into noir, particularly if you're into conspiracy theory thrillers from the seventies, um, this is kind of like the best of both of those things. Because it works as a noir, but it also works as a subversion of a noir because it's kind of like not, it's playing with your expectations about what, um, you know, what the tropes of that genre are. When it starts, you think it's going to be almost a black and white movie. It's got kind of like uh, 30s or Art Deco looking um, intro. You go, man, is this going to be black and white? So it makes you, you think you're going to see an old fashioned movie. I mean, it puts you right yeah, back in that time yeah. period. It puts you right back in that time period. And it starts, period. it's not. It's it, it does have that noir tone, but it, it's in color, and it's, uh, it, it's a modern movie. But the pacing is kind of like an older movie uh, at times. It's just a good mix. It's a good mix. It's um, like those old detective movies, I, I never really could watch them. Couldn't, I wasn't patient enough to sit through them. This one you can because it's it moves faster than those other ones. You know, I liked it, and there's the the mysteries are a little more compelling than some of the older ones that I wasn't able to fucking actually sit through. <laughs> you know, but uh, so this is like a good introduction, I think, to kind of like the noir concept. Yeah, this one in Blade Runner, because similar. the mysteries going on here, like there's yeah. kind of they're kind of like two separate mysteries, but they're kind of intertwined. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's always something going on. You know what I mean? And there's... I'm not going to say there's not a lot of dialogue in this, because there's a lot of dialogue, but all of the dialogue that's in this is necessary. There's no, like, bullshit. There's no fat in it. There's nothing. Like, everything that's said has meaning. Sometimes yeah. more than one meaning. If you liked Bullet, you'd like it. If you liked The Untouchables, you'd like it. If you liked um, Blade Runner, you'd like it. If you liked The Shining, you'd like it. it it's it, it's a good flick. It's a really good flick. Yeah, I Actually, mean... if you liked um, Eyes Wide Shut, you'd like it. <laughs> it's got some of that uh, it kind of stuff going on in it. Um, it's, it. It's a good movie. Good movie. Yeah, and I'm not sure... Um, I don't remember if I saw this movie. I think I did. But in 1990, they actually made a sequel to this uh, called The Two Jakes. And it was directed by Jack Nicholson, who also starred in it. He was playing the same character. Hmm. Um, now, supposedly, Robert Town wanted to do a trilogy because he was going to do... This was like his L.A. trilogy. So Chinatown is about water, like water rights, the water wars. Um, the Two Jakes is actually a similar kind of story, like with, you know, a conspiratorial, you know, fighting over control, but it's oil. And then there was going to be... A uh, third one, which I think was called um, Giddis versus Giddis or something like that. And that was going to be about land, like land speculation. But because the 1990 movie, The Two Jakes, like didn't really do all that well, um, they kind of had to scrap it. But that would have been like really, really interesting. I mean, it's too late now because Jack Nicholson is like 
old as shit, but I mean, I don't know. I guess you could still do it, but I just think that's like a really cool idea. I mean, I don't, I think I saw the two Jakes, but I don't really remember that much about it. Um, you know, so it's kind of a shame because I kind of would have liked to see him, but I mean, at least we have this, you know, at least we have Chinatown, which is, this is good enough, which is, which is one of the most iconic, like American films ever made. Like I said, you know, I know Roman Polanski, he's, you know, not the greatest human being, but, uh, he's a great fucking director and this is one of his best movies. He's in this too, like, but just a cameo. Yeah. He's the guy that, uh. Cuts did. Jack Nicholson's nose. Yeah. In one <laughs> pretty nosy kitty cat. <laughs> Which is still like a pretty visceral. Apparently, I heard like the special effect on that. They said it was a real knife. They just had it kind of like manipulated Dull. so it wouldn't cut him. But it's yeah. like if he had fucked it up wrong, he would have cut his nose right. open like that. But that's still like a real kind of like scene. But holy shit. I think that's. That's probably the second most famous scene, I feel like. The last, the, I think the most famous scene maybe is, well, just kind of that final line, you know what I mean? Where he says, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Which is one of the most classic, like, film lines ever made. Because it just, it just sums up the entire theme of the movie. Yeah, like, nothing you can do about it. It's like, you should have just, like, kept out of it, you know what I mean? Or none of this would have happened, essentially, is what he was saying. But yeah, um, we watched this on, what was that on? HBO Max. We watched this on HBO Max. I'm sure it's streaming uh, anywhere else as well. I'm sure a lot of people that are like really into film have seen this by now. But if you haven't, um, that's why we didn't really want to spoil it too much. Because it is a mystery and it's better if you kind of go into it not Not knowing exactly what's going on or how it's going to end or anything like that. So if you've seen Chinatown or, you know, if want to talk about it down in the comments, please do so. And that will do it for this movie retrospective. We'll see you guys again on the next one. Bye.